welcome back to another Courtney Nell on the podcast episode. Now, I did an episode with Chloe first and it was on everything co-parenting. So if you are a stepmama, go and listen to it because it has all the juice in there. If you have ever thought, fuck, am I doing this right? Oh my God, this is insane. Why do I think this? Why do I feel this? That episode covers everything. And we both found that when we became step parents, it was just oh my goodness, like who do I go to as a resource to get some support? Because it's so particularly unique, but so many people are doing it. So if that's you, go back and have a listen to that episode because it's really, really lovely. It's really just, it's a nice chat to even listen to just to feel like what you're going through is so normal. But in there, we covered a few things, obviously about relationships. So Chloe is back and we are chatting everything to do with like evolution of intimacy in relationships. So Chloe, do you want to, do you want to add anything to that before we crack into some questions? I think that's amazing. No, you've covered it all. I can't wait to dive (laughs) in. So let's just do it. Cool. All right. Well, let's start. Like what, when you, when we talk about evolution of intimacy in relationships, what comes up for you? Like, what are you like, Oh, this is that. Um, so I guess evolution of intimacy we would look at it as um, the beginning of a, a relationship. For for most relationships, there's some sort of a honeymoon period, right? So there's, yeah. you know, the beginning where things are uh, exciting, new, unfamiliar, a little bit unpredictable, you know, not really sure what's happening, um, still getting to know each other on a deeper level, still trying to learn more and more about each other. Um and then I think it starts to evolve into like more consistency, like more yeah. predictability, more um, routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we get to know each other on a deeper level, which I think is a good thing. But I think also then once you get to that point, sometimes when you get to know somebody on a deeper level, you almost people can fall into a habit of thinking that that's it and that that's kind of where the evolution stops. It's like you yeah. fall into that trap of, um, oh, I know everything about my partner. I know what they like. I know what they don't like. And then it kind of just hits a bit of a, yeah. a standstill um, because people, most people evolve and continue to 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 grow and change and move in a different direction. And I think what can happen is we just think that that's, who, who we know they are is who they are for the rest of time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess when I think of evolution, I think of um, the changes in the dynamics of the relationship um, uh, as it flows and as it moves. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think I think the way like you're, the whole relationship will evolve and I think from my perspective that's very much on the way that, you're growing, right? Like both of you are growing. It would be boring as fuck if you just stayed the same. And I think when you expect your person to stay the same as when you first met them, that's when you come into problems because not only do you have the issue of like an expectation on somebody else and your perception of what they'll stay as, but it's also just expected them to stay the same, which is so unfair because we grow when we're like you know know, presented with different stimulus and we've got different experiences happening and that's what you want from your person like you're in a relationship with somebody that you like and you're attracted to and this is fun and play and all of these things so it's like of course that you want them to grow 
grow. And I think that's why when we talk about like healthy relationships and the way that we relate to other people, especially intimate relationships, it's like people look at shit changing as a bad thing, but it's like, it's Mm -hmm. really not. It's just you evolving to like a different set of stimulus. So whether or not it's like you understand yourself better or like, I know I've had so many conversations with people and like, this is one of the things that comes up with clients. It's like, you will create so much change in your person and your partner or your marriage when you do work on yourself. It's like, you will inspire them to change. And like, you will continue to evolve and so too will your intimacy because Mm -hmm. you've got so much more going on for yourself. And I think like, that was one of the things that we were talking about is how like your actual intimacy will change in your relationship and kind of how to like keep the communication sharp without being um, kind of like aggressive or um, nitpicky almost. Like I think when you fall into like a consistent rhythm, um, whether or not it's like the giver or the receiver is sort of like um, perception of the conversation, it can feel really like naggy or nitpicky. And it's like, I think this is where, when you get to that particular point in your relationship where you're both comfortable, the communication almost needs to tighten up like a whole nother notch because you both are comfortable with each other in order to give feedback and like the thing and, and, um, comment on changes that you see, but you're also, not aware of how much growth your partner's gone through to how the delivery could be different. And I think like that's something that we've spoken about before, like just with how your relationship can evolve. Like how do you, how do you think communication is, is key in this part of relationships? Oof. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to share a, a little bit of a story. Well, a little bit of information just about um, what I've recently been through. We've been through a bro- like a big breakthrough in our relationship very recently where, um, and it was based around communication. And as a result of that communication, obviously then it impacts intimacy. And for mm-hmm. us, the biggest block to intimacy in our relationship is um, disharmony in the relationship. So issues around communication for us, we both just don't open, we're not open to um, we're not open to intimacy if we feel that things are unresolved or haven't been discussed. Um, so yeah, I, I guess our breakthrough was, which happens at different stages in different relationships or it doesn't happen. That's, that's also okay and normal. Um, but what happened for us is I think we got into a habit of uh, basing our feelings around or basing what we would choose to talk about around assumptions of what the other person was going to feel. So we were yeah. we would maybe not address issues or not talk about things um, or not speak up for what we were feeling because we didn't want to uh, impact the other person's feelings or we assumed we knew how they would react or we assumed yes. that we knew like what they were thinking or we were thinking about um, what they were perceiving of us. So it was all like a lot of hypothetical or a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. and um, yeah. it just got to a point where we needed to have a breakthrough to be able to go, okay, we just need to reset this. Like this communication piece here 
needs to change. Like we need to we need to stop what we were doing and start implementing really positive things that we had done in the past that really, really worked. So we we block out 15 minutes um, every two days. We found that this worked really well. We would put the time aside. We would put a timer on and we would take turns in sharing you know, experiences we'd had in the day, whether they be good or bad, positive or negative. But it was an opportunity for us to actually just verbalize what we were going through as a human. So what was my day like? What was yesterday like? Um so that then the other person has the opportunity to see what's going on in your world, right? So yeah. that you don't need to raise something necessarily as an issue or like, you know, share just the big wins. Like it's just an opportunity for you to just talk and share for like, you know, five to 10 minutes and just say, these are really good things that happened to me today. I had a really good day. I really loved this. If there's anything that you want to say, I feel felt like maybe a little bit icky about this. Only talk about things that are happening in your world. It's not an opportunity to talk about relationship. It's actually just to share. And I know for me, when I feel like I can share my wins to my partner and we've created space and I can say, you know what, today I felt yeah, I felt really off. Like I just didn't feel myself. They now have that awareness. They know where I'm at. They know what state I'm in. So doing that was a really good way to kind of force the communication to happen um, Mm -hmm. and to be able to verbalize what's going on because getting in that negative cycle of keeping everything within, forming an assumption of how the other person's going to react or what they're going to say thinking you know what somebody else is going through is like just everything just kind of starts to go downhill. Um, So, yeah, we just, the communication piece for us and we noticed that that was impacting like our intimacy, like we were not as connected, we were not as drawn into each other, we were not as energetically open because we didn't have the opportunity to share things that were going on in our world. So, that was awesome. And we also do another beautiful um, uh, gratitude, um, like we write gratitudes to each other on a whiteboard. We try and do it as frequently as possible. It's yeah. an opportunity for us to communicate to each other what we are really grateful for um, with each other. And we do that, put it up and um, the kids see, which is, I think, a really beautiful thing too. Or anyone yeah. that even comes in the house sees and hopefully is yeah. inspired by that. Um, Such a funny, that's- like that's a funny topic that you actually touch on because I feel like it is so normalized to sledge your partner, but if you say something nice, everyone jumps on you and is like, "Oh, what are you sucking up for? Or, oh, what have you done wrong?" Yeah, Which I think like that is just blows my mind how backward that is. So I love how you brought that up, but it's like, well, it's beautiful for you two to do for each other. Yes. It's even nicer that the kids get to see it. But if somebody else does come in the home and they see it and they're like, oh, well, this is what they do when no one else is around. Mm. They talk to each other really nicely. It's like mm-hmm. normalizing that mm. is just like, I think it's so important because if you, um, you know, people do it all the time, like, oh, under the thumb or on the ball and chain, like that sort of language in a relationship 
is like it makes my skin prickle because it's so disrespectful and degrading but that's so normal for people to reference their partner like that so I think yeah but then when you do something nice or you say something nice people like look at that like that's the most uncommon thing ever and it's like well yeah, yeah. it's fucking not like how it's also to each other <laughs> Like I, even you saying this, I've realized there have been situations for me where I've been really hesitant to actually share amazing stuff that's gone on in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that has changed massively. I think the relationship, this relationship I'm in now is so vastly different to every other relationship I've been in. There are some similarities, like we have our triggers and shit that we had you know, mm-hmm. and that that can come up. Like, you know, sometimes that abandonment thing for me is a big one. Like I feel that that is triggered in the relationship. Um, but this relationship for me is so different to every other relationship I've been in. And I think it's also a mature relationship. Like I mm-hmm. think there has, there can be situations where you drop back into that. You're operating from like ego or a child or you're like showing up, not your best self. But I think um, overall the relationship feels very different. And one of those things is that I don't tend to share the negative things in the relationship like I used to. Like I would call Mm -hmm. my friends and I would just kind of like talk shit about my partner and just be pissed off and like kind of use that as a venting, space to vent. And, you know, I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying that there's a time and a place for it. Like what's the purpose? Is it to get somebody on your side because Mm. that's what I was doing was like I wanted somebody to to be on my side but now majority of the time my approach is that's my teammate like this person I'm with is my teammate I don't want I don't need to get somebody on my side the only person I care about getting on my side right now is my partner um but even having conversations with like my bestest friends I would I find myself not sharing all the amazing things because I feel like and that's probably my shit I feel like it might trigger them Mm. or make them feel like their relationship is inferior in some ways no I so I definitely agree I had this conversation the other day um and it's funny because I think you you do like when when we first had the boys and, you know, Mick was, you know, happy to actually do parenting. Like this wasn't a, I do everything and he just comes in for daddy daycare. It was yeah. like, you know, we share the responsibilities here. And I remember one of my girlfriends was telling me how her husband like, doesn't change nappies. Like men don't change nappies was the statement. And I was like, well, they fucking do in my house. Like that would not be flying here. And I, I, I just was like, I, I think I was genuinely speechless about the whole thing because I'm like, is this a joke? Like Mick does his share, if not more, like not that there's like a division of labor or anything like yeah. that, but I'm like, he will, is is doing this. We're in this together. Like this isn't a, mm-hmm. well, those things are for you to do and those things are for me to do and I don't do those. Like that's women's work or however like you want to look at it. But I remember being like, oh, my God, like no, I actually don't feel like that. Like. Mick does 
this, like he unstacks the dishwasher and does the washing and um, does the groceries and like, you know, like w- this is balanced. Like our relationship is balanced. And I remember like even sharing this and like, oh yeah, like, like getting a really negative reaction from who I was speaking to. And I just was like, I, I understand. Like I'm smart enough to realize this is not about me. Yeah. But I definitely am careful with when I share stuff because my, in my opinion, less evolved relationships look at that as like bragging or just, yeah, bragging is generally how I I see it when I'm talking Mm. to less evolved relationships or less evolved people because they can't see that, well, this is a partnership and we operate on the same team and it's us against like other issues and other things. But no, I, I know that if it's, you know, it's me and Mick in the same boat working towards a common goal. Like that's how our relationship balances. And I just think like, I do feel sometimes sometimes it's like, oh, I can't actually be true about this because we share, you know, the division of labor or like our wins and stuff with each other, but other people, it's like, oh, she's just being a cocky bitch or, or I don't say it. I'm like, I just won't say whatever it is because I'm like, well, I actually don't feel that way about my husband. Like, no, he doesn't just go out on big boozy weekends every second weekend no. and just leave me with the kids and expect that everything's just done and wonder why his, you know, fucking dinner's not on the table or whatever it might be. I'm like, no, like that doesn't happen. Like we have such a respectful dynamic that it's like just we're on the same team. Like you say, yeah. like it's like this is my teammate. And like I, I kind of even take a little bit of like um not offense to it, but it does get my back up a little bit when that when people are like, oh, you're just lucky. You've just got one of the good oh, ones. Oh, I get, like, I get that. Oh. I'm like, um, uh, this does not take away on from how incredible Mick is, but I'm also like, without being like aggressive, it's like, well, maybe it's also how you communicate in your relationship. Like, are you communicating your needs? Are you being frank and honest about what your expectations are? Like. And I use this example so often, and I swear to everyone listening to this podcast, I'm probably confident you've heard it five or six times, but Chloe might not have. So for the benefit of her, we're going to hear it again. Tell I me, hate taking me. out the rubbish. Like that for me makes me, me too. Like a skanky hoe. I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to get bin juice on me. I don't like walking down the Dang. stairs. I don't like touching it. God, it stinks. Is that smell in my clothes? Like I hate it. it like that. that's a narrative that runs through my head. And I, you know, had this conversation with Mick and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate it. I hate taking the rubbish out. I hate taking the bins down to the front of the curb. Like I do, I feel yuck about it. And this is how it makes me feel, which probably is very dramatic, but that's the truth. So Not at all. Not at all re- dramatic, by the way. <laughs> I'm exactly the same, 100%. <laughs> I don't want sweaty bin juice on me, like yuck. Ooh. And so he does the rubbish. I'm like, that's just not even something that is in my brain. I'm like, I don't do it because I hate it. And I think this is why in relationships, like being honest is your best friend. I'm not saying severe Mm. with your honesty. I'm like, you can use tact and be sensitive, but be honest about it. I'm like, this is not my jam. I do not like it. And he doesn't really like, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think he like skips to do the rubbish either. Like he's not thrilled about it, but he doesn't have his like hostile attitude towards it. So it's like, this isn't luck that my relationship is like it is. This has got nothing to do with that. I'm like, it is, it is communication and it is deep 
respect and love for each other that we have this. This is like a respectful piece. It's like, and I I think that's where things get different because it's like when you're in like a mature relationship, like you mentioned before, like this relationship is very different. It's like when you're in that place where you genuinely want to serve each other to the best of your ability, things change. It's not about, everything is not a power play. It's not about like, well, how much have I given up in this conversation? How much, how vulnerable have I been? And like, nobody's keeping score in like that really healthy relationship dynamic. It's about, well, how can I serve my partner so that that brings out the best in them? Because that also brings out the best in me. Like I bring, you know, Mick and I have a coffee every morning and either I make it for him or if we don't have any like this morning, I'll bring one home. And I know that he used to get shit from guys at work about the fact that we would have a coffee together before he'd start his shift. Like I'd get up early and they'd be like, oh, like, oh, you know how you know, people jostle each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dear. That's just ridiculous. I'm like, I am a morning person to to get up early was so fine for me. But also it's like this might be the only chance that we have uninterrupted time together because we're both busy in life and work and kids and everything else. This Mm. this is worth it to me to get up early, to make sure that he's got lunch for the day. Like this isn't being like a servant wife as some people like to frame it. I'm like, no, no, this is just being respectful in my relationship because this is what you do for people that you love. And I think yeah. that's why when it's different, like when people recognize that their relationship is different to past relationships that they've had. And it's like, no, no, I deeply love this person and I want them to be, to feel that. And being in service to them is being like just as much to me as well. So it's like, it's not, it doesn't take anything from me to show up in this way. And I think if anything, like that's part of like that king, queen dynamic or queen, queen or king, king or whatever. But like, I feel like that's that real, like when I treat him like a king, that just completely paves the way for me to be treated like a queen. Like I'm not fucking around like a princess anymore. I'm a queen and that's how I want to be treated. Yeah. And he deserves the exact same. It's like, we both want this and this is the best way to bring that out in each other. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. The king-queen um, dynamic, particularly in our um, relationships, obviously, you know, whatever type of relationship you're in is, you know, we're all very inclusive here. But um, in our particular situations, it's the king-queen dynamic. Um, I actually had a client the other day that I was speaking to about, um, you know, showing appreciation and showing love for their partner Mm. and a process that I actually ran with Sean, which I wanted to mention with you today anyway, was um, I set up a situation like a we blocked out some time and what we would do is we would take it in turns in essentially planning something for the other person, however that looked. And one time when it was my, my turn to do something, I decided to create like a beautiful space um, in our room, put like a heaps of blankets on the floor, put like candles, put beautiful music on just to really relax. And um, I obviously invited him into the space and you know, gave him a blindfold. This sounds like it's getting kinky. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gave suddenly him- like leaning in closer, like, oh, it's like, what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I gave him a blindfold and I just, 
I said to him, all I want you to do right now is to just um, be, be. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to be anywhere. You're literally just in this space. Just relax. That's it. That's all you need to do. Um, and I gave him my full, full undivided attention. And um, we did some like sensuality. Uh, like I would, I would give him uh, a strawberry to taste or like a chocolate or like a smell or like a sensation, like a feather on his body or like a massage. So it was essentially I was creating a space where he could, we could entertain all of the senses so that he could be present in his body. But what the process, like the experience was, was me honoring him as a king, like him laying there and me just worshiping him not in like a yeah. submissive dominant kind of way, but yeah. like, and he said that was the, the most amazing experience I've ever had. Like I felt like I was the center of his world, like that I was just doing for him and honoring him in such a beautiful way. And yeah, yeah it was just such a cool experience to be able to be vulnerable him showing up, but also me to be vulnerable in giving so much to him and not in a people-pleasing way or like a I'm trying to give you sexual pleasure, but I was just trying to create a pleasurable experience for him that was just super special. I love that. And I think, Mm. like, I think sometimes like we move, like the feminist movement kind of done us like women a bit of a disservice in the way that it's like we the the misconception can be that feminists hate men and a lot of the time like I remember getting offended by the fact that I identified as a feminist and had to explain I was like no 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 like I definitely don't hate men and working in a very male-dominated industry I was like some yeah not ideal but overall no I don't hate men and I I I really I don't subscribe to that but I think what women who are so evolving into this new way of thinking and I love everything in our sex coaching course in the way that it's like women are so fucking brilliant on their own but wow when they have the support of like masculine energy or a man that shit just goes up like 15 notches it's like that like real cohesion works and it's like that support of each other and the admiration of each other just takes you to a whole nother level. And I think as sex coaches, like we do so much work in like rewriting how masculinity in its truest authentic form, it's not toxic and it's not wounded, how strong and supportive and safe it can actually be. And how when we women let them serve us how they want to, it opens up all of these other realms of like possibility and love that we deny when we're like, oh no, we can do it all on our own. It's like, yeah, we can do it all on our own. Like, sure, I can take the rubbish out, but does it make me feel like a skanky hoe? Yes. So I'm way better off just like asking my husband and like having that conversation with him and being like, you know, very early on in our marriage, like this was not something that I've pulled out like seven years in that I suddenly hate doing this. (laughs) This was early days, but it's like, 
I think that's the thing. It's like, it's not weak to let somebody do something for you. And I think as women, yeah. it's always been like, we can do it ourselves. We can do it ourselves. And it's like, yes, we can. We've proven that we can do it ourselves. Like two women can have a baby. Like we have proven, like can raise a baby. Obviously you still need sperm. Like we don't have to get into the semantics of yeah. it. But I just mean, we can. women can do anything and everything. And we have proven that. But the point that I want to make is it's like, we don't have to manipulate men into doing stuff. We can just let them do what they intrinsically want to do, which is serve anyway, serve men, serve women. It's just that I feel like is like the real sweet spot in a relationship. And again, I'm talking about hetero relationships with men and women, because that's what I know. And that's what I'm speaking from is my experience. But I just, I just think the real sweetness in a relationship is when you let men do what they inherently want to do, which is to provide and protect. And that's not saying that you can't do it as a woman. That's mm. just saying you kind of let yourself be in that place in that receiver mode, which then gives you space somewhere else. So especially as like business women and sex coaches, like we hold space for people in their, their most like vulnerable states. Like we hold space really well. And that is, Yes, us now feminine, but you still have that real masculine element of like you being the holder of it. Like you're not receiving shit. You're holding space for somebody else to work out their, like their kind of um, their stuff. But mm. if you and your relationship have that nice dynamic where it's like, okay, like you're the man, you can do these things. I think you have that, like you're saying, like that really nice, like worshiping like moment. It's like, they love that. And it's like, that's not like an ego thing. I think that goes so much deeper to like their core when you genuinely worship them in everything. And it's like, wow, like I'm so true, truly seen by my woman right now. I just want to show up even better in all of my masculine, like secure masculine, not wounded masculine where they need to like piss all over everything to dominate. It's like, no, no, you're just like that real, like I'm standing straight and my chest is out. Like I can protect my woman at all costs because I can. I think that's like that really beautiful part of a relationship when things are in that different gear that you're like, this is where things are healthy and feel really, really good. Agreed. A hundred percent. And in my dynamic, in my relationship, um, Sean at work is like the leader. He is like fully in his, his like um, leadership qualities and his masculine yeah. like all day. And I was like, oh, I really want that like in in the relationship. Like I really want that like leadership in the relationship, but also like the balance of the softness and the flow yeah. as well. And I found that creating the space, like the example I talked about, creating the space to just let him just receive um, actually charges him up to be in yeah. that space authentically. Like it's just, yeah, yeah it's it's special. It's also important to have the balance, you know, that, that mm -hmm. nice balance because a lot of men have to show up in a really strong dominating way in business if they're in yeah. you know business or in the role that they're playing at work whether it be as a cop or, or a police officer or yeah. whatever um and especially when we're talking about like women in business too um I've noticed like in Sean's group 50% of the people in the in the group I would say are women mm. and a lot of those women sometimes struggle with being in their feminine because of that um of 
you know, the environment that they're in. So it's like finding that really nice, beautiful dynamic, feminine, masculine dynamic and about finding that sweet spot in between and seeing how that uh, creates like a beautiful connection in the relationship too. That's been really interesting to watch like how um, just going back to prior to like meeting my partner, when I would, I really struggled in the beginning of the relationship to show up in my feminine. I thought I was feminine because I was presenting as being in my feminine and I didn't really understand truly what it meant. What I often would be complimented on prior to meeting Sean was my independence so yep. men men would always say, oh, you're just so strong and independent. Like I love how you just do your own thing and whatever. And then I met yeah. Sean and he was like um, just stood strong in the space and was like, I know that you're scared and afraid because I was like, I can't do this, like kind of like pushing him away, yeah. being like I can't do this. And he would just stay strong and be like, it's okay. Like I see beyond what's going on right now. I see that there's you know, it's, it's okay to not be independent. Like it's okay for you to um, soften and to be in that feminine space Um, because to let someone else do something to let somebody else provide and and to be there to support. Um, And that in itself was a big challenge and very difficult for me to be able to drop into that, to that space and to just really, um, show up in a different way but it's great because you just I feel more authentic now whereas yeah. I felt like I was playing a role like I felt yeah. like I was just playing up to this independent person because oh men yes. found it attractive <laughs> they were like yeah. oh you're really attractive because you're independent yeah. okay like which is but- funny because it's like we're forced to be that because we feel like we have to prove and I think that's yeah. where I think that's almost where things even get even nicer because it's like I don't have to prove shit. Like I know I can do that on my own. Like, which is so nice because it's like I don't have to prove anything. It's like Vic just knows and is happy to just like be that and do that. Because how nice is it for me? I'm fully capable of doing it. But man, mm. it's nice that I don't have to. And I think that's why I saw a thing yeah. recently on Instagram, and it was like. Yeah, you have like women who have to be like the boss bitch and have to like really like full fledged in that. It's like, yeah, we've had to because we couldn't rely on somebody here, there, or everywhere. That was like society was like, we need like boss bitches to get shit done. And so here we are. And now it's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's actually a man willing to do this stuff for me. And he like wants to do this, not because he thinks I can't do it. It's like, well, sweet. Like that is the man for me. It's like, I don't have to prove anything to anyone because my king thinks that I'm worth it regardless. And like, that's the place that when I see these really healthy relationships where women are like, oh, happy to be in their feminine, but still have that element of like, I can still get everything done that I need to. Like, regardless, like it is just like the most beautiful spot to be in. And honestly, Chloe, (laughs) I could talk about it for hours. But I think I am at what? Yeah, I am going to have to run. So totally, so exciting! Pa- I've loved pause. it. <laughs> I loved it too, and it's so easy to talk to you. But I, Thank we're you. going to chat again in our next episode, and that is going to be on experience as like, which seems like the perfect segue actually to then go into mm-hmm. an episode about how you know a masculine environment and a policing career has been like the real turning point for me to find my feminine. So. 
we will organize that again offline but absolutely both thank you for everything in this episode it was absolutely perfect thank you so much and thank you for all the work you're doing too it's much needed yay <laughs>